Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yo, technology, what is it all about? Really, when you have four jobs, you're quadrupling the years you work in terms of income. You know, this is assumed they are equal income. Right. Uh, some are higher than others. But yeah, I mean, we've got like 25 euros making $450,000. Yeah. Blew my mind. Hey, everybody. I am back. How are you all doing? I'm feeling totally refreshed and very excited to get back to Podden. I hope you guys all managed to get away as we kind of bid goodbye to the last dregs of summer, sadly. But as I mentioned before, I, when I went on break, just because I wasn't publishing pods didn't mean I wasn't stocking up on the good stuff, good interviews, great interviews. And today we have a really fun one. On the program today is Isaac P. And if you have not guessed, Isaac is not his real name. And I don't know his last name, obviously. And that weird voice you heard at the top is not his either, of course. It's been digitally altered. Now, the obvious question is why? Well, Isaac is kind of the overlord of this so-called overemployed community. And overemployed uh, basically refers to people who are secretly employed full-time by two or three or four or more companies. Because in the world of remote work, you can do that. And, you know, a lot of people are doing this. There's something like 30,000 people on the overemployed Discord swapping tips about how to juggle multiple gigs and not get caught. My favorite is the mouse jiggler, which is, as it sounds, this thing that moves your mouse so that one screen doesn't sleep while you're doing something else for another job. There are a lot of little tips and of the trade like that. The subreddit has about 80,000 people, and Isaac claims he makes more than a million dollars a year by working two full-time jobs, plus a contract job, and running overemployed, and working less than 40 hours a week. Not bad. And I wanted to have him on because there's a lot to talk about, especially because as we're moving into this world of more permanent, remote, or hybrid work, and companies are now starting to kind of react to that, including imposing tracking software which can see 
kind of take screenshots, what websites you visit, what you're doing in Slack, all that kind of stuff. People don't like that very much. And also, if you believe the news, we're also heading for a rough recession, which means layoffs, etc. And so I wanted to talk to Isaac about what he thought about this idea of, you know, with the economy slowing down and how annoyed many companies seem to be about remote work, whether he thought this era of the overemployed was just this thing, this brief moment in time that was uh, kind of came up as a consequence of the pandemic, or whether he thought it would become a thing. No prizes for guessing his answer. But we talk about all of that and also how he started down this path, working multiple jobs, how he started the website, and his views on the, on the kind of the tech world as, as a cog in more than one machine. And also just one kind of interesting note I think is is interesting, just as we think about this, working for multiple companies is not illegal, even if you are quote-unquote full-time, because all of this is basically done in secret. This is why Isaac is not using his real name or his real voice, but it's not against the law. It's not against the law in the UK or in Europe or in the US. So that's it's really interesting, but it's, it is, you know, people who are doing it treat it as an illicit thing. People say in the kind of corporate world, it's unethical, etc. I'd love to get your thoughts. But anyhow, um, we get into all of that. So have a listen and um, let me know what you think. Hit me up after the show on the emails or the Twitters or whatever. But now let's get to my conversation with Isaac P., founder of the overemployed website, Discord, subreddit, etc. Enjoy. Well, thank you for for agreeing to come on come on the show. Hey, good to be on the show. You're the first chipmunk I've ever interviewed, so it's very exciting for me. <laughs> it's a brave new world. I was just li- listening to your Metaverse uh, interview. Uh, it was really good, and you know, it just takes gaming to the next level, right? Indeed, indeed. Well, look, I I have so many questions, and I'm so glad you agreed to do this. But before we like kick off, can you just briefly say kind of your vital stats, who you are, what you're doing, and kind of um, why we're talking? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I'm just a working stiff in tech, previously in finance. And uh, let's just say, broadly speaking, I'm in my early 40s, uh, live in the Bay just like yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, have a family. And I started this blog, this kind of on a, almost on a bed that would spread. And, you know, the blog talks about, um, basically, I mean, I'll sum it up. Everyone be, is now a solo entrepreneur of their yeah. own. And everyone could be overemployed and treat themselves as a single member LLC or an S corp, whatever. And and they can work multiple remote jobs and you know reach financial freedom, pursue life, liberty, happiness sooner than later. So can you give be as forthcoming as as you want or can be about what is your situation in terms of being quote unquote overemployed? Um, yeah, I have like I guess three jobs uh, and a side hustle. Three jobs and a side hustle. And those are three what your employers would consider full-time jobs? Two of them is full-time and one is a contract, kind of gig. And of course, my side hustle is overemployed.com. Got you. All in all, what can you say kind of what all of that activity brings in? Uh, yeah, just myself alone is north of $1 million, which isn't much in California, right? You and I both yeah. know Danny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So there's an average Joe, man. There's an average yeah. Joe. <laughs> so I'm fascinated. So can we go back to when you started this and kind of how how long have you been doing this 
overemployed thing. What got you to start this this Reddit subgroup? And I'm fascinated because I've been spending a good part of the of the last couple of days kind of trolling through it and hearing all the stories. People saying they have four and five jobs, making tons of money, and kind of employees are no the none the wiser, and just trying to get a sense of like how this all kind of came to be for you and then we can get to a little bit more of like you know what you're seeing just in terms of the growth of the group and and the kind of people's experience sure sure i mean we're going to talk to about tech right the whole 20 30 years of it taking off and and i mean i think logically just like anybody in, you know you've been in tech long enough everyone's got their own little side hustle it's just an unspoken thing and everyone basically is doing two jobs already i mean to be quite frank so, I mean, the mm -hmm. pandemic then enabled everyone to do their two jobs from home instead of having to, you know, schlep around a, a personal PC or, or working on a phone when you're in the office or, or go to your car and take a walk. It's just a natural progression. I mean, everyone's told that, you know, you have to have a side hustle. You have to diversify yourself. You should think like a business, right? You shouldn't, you, you know, businesses won't, in their right mind, have this one big customer. It's their one sole source of income. Right. And, and I think the pandemic, just like anything... You know, like Netflix, Peloton, Zoom, put the tailwind in this idea that was already kind of, a, I call it an open secret in tech. You know, there's others that are doing two, three jobs already. I know this through various sources of network and friends. Uh, they just don't openly tell it to you unless, you know, you happen the conversation lead that way or, or they will just trust you a lot. Right. So I think one is just, I think my mission or I, I view it as why don't we just blow this up and just do it? Instead of just keep doing it kind of, you know, furtively kind of in secret and then just normalize this idea that kind of the days of the employee is dead because that social contract has been long dead. You and I mm. both know that. What idea is dead? What social contract is dead? You know, like in the 1960s or 70s, you worked at GM or, or mm. IBM, uh, you get taken care of, right? You get a pension, you just do your time, punch in, punch out, you got nothing to worry about. Same thing for, you know, you work in the government whatever, state employees, but you come into the big, scary world of tech, we've all seen, everyone's been laid off at least once, or those that don't just got lucky, the statistics, you're bound yeah. to, you know, bound to catch you. And when you have a layoff, it's like almost having a death. It's not as mm. extreme as a death, but the grieving cycle is just the same uh, for yourself mentally. And and I think thirdly, this is bad financially. This is bad practice to be just, lean, you know, sitting back and waiting for that to happen to you. So right. why not take take some controls back and and because that social contract, as we were talking about earlier, at least implicit, right? Be a loyal employee, you get taken care of. It's no mm. longer there. Right. It hasn't been there since the early '90s. You know, IBM started it all. Yeah, you know, not right. to knock on them even more when they globalize and and outsource and all that trend is is just been going. Did you go through this as well? Did you get uh, canned at some point and we're like, oh my god, this is this sucks, and I got to figure out a better way? Yeah, right. of course, of course. I mean, in some 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 ways, some canning is actually more even more secretive, right? They just push you out. They don't yeah. really say you're yeah, fired. Yeah. You know, uh, they show you the side door and say you walk yourself out. Uh, <laughs> type of canning. <laughs> they don't take your idea away. You hand it them to them and say, "Yeah, I quit. I, I'm leaving." Because you see the writings on the wall. Right, 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 right. And would you say are you like a a a programmer or I mean, because because I think part of the the nature of being able to do two or three things at once is kind of the nature of the work itself. If you're like, you know, I don't know, a content moderator, for example, that feels like, you know, they're, you're kind of constantly being fed images, stuff to look at, like you, it would be very hard 
to imagine that you could do that two or three times at once. So what, what is the nature of your work, basically programming or coding or something along that, that line where it's kind of a bit more episodic? Yeah, you can say it's kind of like, you know, scalable or leverage, you know, have leverage kind of knowledge work uh, where right. I'm just not, you know, I'm not in a production line making widget or customer service rep taking calls and getting clocked at, you know, or being tracked actually, you know, the latest New York right. Times piece about uh, monitoring tools and all that stuff. Yeah, well, so that's, I'm talking to a couple of those companies this week, actually, like uh, Time Doctor and Hubstaff. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you is that, you know, companies, I imagine, won't be happy if they learn that one of their employees actually has two other full-time gigs or even another full-time gig, or maybe not even if like a side hustle or moonlighting or whatever. So there does seem to be, especially in this new world where everybody's, or sorry, not everybody, a lot of people are working at home. There's this like, all right, that cool, cool, cool. You can do that. But as part of this, we want to install this software that monitors keystrokes or is your Slack open? Is your computer on? All that kind of stuff. I mean, have you seen that? Or, or is that something, that in, at least in your in the subreddit, you've seen more and more people talking about or getting worried about? Yeah, I mean, companies are going to do what companies are going to do. I mean, it's just offense, defense, right? And then go hmm. round and round we go, right? I mean, this is free market. Uh, I would say companies that do that, do it carefully. You want to piss a lot of people off, and especially mm. your high-value employee that are like 100x type of engineers. You right. know, you tell them you're monitoring them, good luck. Because the stuff that they do with their talent is they can walk to anywhere up and down Silicon Valley and, and have a job. You know, I know data is everything. Like, you know, we're on tech and, and the world's consumed by data. But it's not, the measurement is not great. And so you get a lot of false positives in, in terms of employees, companies, and shareholders who really is making the stuff for you from a tech right. perspective. So it, it's a, I don't know, it's a chicken and egg or, or a race car with no steering wheels right now, like facing each other and we'll see hmm. where, where it falls out, uh, where it pans out. I, I would say, you know, remote is here to stay. The overemployed idea is here to stay. And it's just how do we want to, I guess, have a, have a new social contract of work. And so when did you go full OE, as you guys say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah, the lexicon. Yeah. Uh, the internet meme lexicons. Um, I think uh, since early 2010s. Oh, wow. So you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, this is kind of like coming out of the closet, if you will. I've obviously misdirect some here and there, but I've always had two W-2s. So it's nothing new. You've always had two W-2s. Yeah, yeah. That's to say I grew up in a... Uh, an environment where working hard and hustling was encouraged. And, and that does not to overplay the whole, you know, hustle culture and everything, because I do draw my boundaries. And But, you know, just thinking smartly about how you make your money. So it's been in my background. And, and then when the pandemic happened, that's just a natural thing that led to a tailwind of all the, everyone can do it now, right? Right. Uh, I, think, right, I, like, right. I think it's just a mindset thing. A lot of people... And even then, even then, people still say, oh, it's impossible. My only job, I'm so busy. But, you know, if I was to really track your 50 hours that you're working in your only job, I really wonder how much was this bullshit work and yeah. how much is it real work. So so can you walk me through, like, a typical day for you? Like, how many hours a week are you ac or, or day are you actually working if you've got two W-2s, a side hustle, and this this kind of website that you're doing? 
I don't track it very closely. Uh, I do have a routine. Generally, I get my morning exercise in. And of course, I think we were just talking you know, that there, there are kids to be ferried to school and back. Yes. Uh, that's like, it's a common problem everyone everyone working remote have. <laughs> and um, I, I get off uh, just at a normal time when everyone's off and I spend time with kids, uh, family. I would say significantly less than 40 hours a week. You work less, significantly less than 40 hours a week and you're making a million dollars a year. It's efficient, isn't it? It's very efficient. efficient. Compared to like, if you have a single job, you're going to make a million dollars. I've been in that world. You get asked to do a lot because you can pay a lot from a perspective yeah. of your employer. That single employer. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And so is there is there part of this for you that's, a, a bit more we talk about rewriting that social contract that's a bit more um adversarial with your employer and not necessarily like not painting that in a negative light but more kind of like to your point around like companies at any point can fire you we understand that but also just recognizing that reality and being like actually okay i'm gonna look out for me first and if that means having two w2s then fine is that kind of your attitude toward it in terms of the taking a more almost adversarial approach. I won't say it's adversarial when one side won't want to dance with you. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess that is adversarial. I don't know. For me is if they don't know, they're kind of like fat, dumb and happy. Mm -hmm. So what? Everyone's happy. Uh, it's not actually adversarial unless they want to make it adversarial themselves. They as in the employers when they find out about it, let's just say, right. And we should really think smartly how to do IP protection and all that stuff. Is it really even working all these legal paper that get pushed on employees and they can't do anything about it take it or leave it you know generally right. is the attitude yeah it just begs all the all these questions do you have any uh with any of your gigs do you have any of the those kind of like monitoring tools um no i mean if i find out about it i just won't take the job you know right. i got four jobs why do i need it i don't even need <laughs> i don't need any of the other three jobs now but you know then again that's a nice thing oh i, I guess the old employee saying uh it's funny, uh, someone shared it in our community. It's, it's very valid, I think. Yeah. We, you know, some of us might not have FU money, but we got enough that, you know, your boss better watch out how they talk to you money. 
Totally. And do you have like a magic number you're working toward? Because as you say, California is not a cheap place to live. You know, a million dollars here is different than a million dollars in, say, Kansas, but it's still a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all driven by your expenses, obviously, yeah. even throughout life as you're going through it and your expenses go up and, and come down. But the financial models, low financial models, generally points to somewhere between five to seven million dollars. As, yeah. as no matter where you live, even at the most expensive places, you'd be okay. So that's five to seven in the bank, basically. Oh, it's, uh, it's your net worth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would imagine at most you've got another five years of this. Less than that. Yeah. I mean, really, when you have four jobs, you're quadrupling the years you work in terms of income. Let's just assume, you know, let's just assume they are equal income. Right. Uh, some are higher than others. But yeah, I mean, we got like 25 euros making $450,000. Yeah. Blew my mind. I spent my 20s making less than $100,000. I mean, there's yeah. inflation and everything else, even adjusted for that. And hence why kind of the, you know, mind-blowing nature of when people stumble onto it, uh, they just get lost in the rabbit hole. Right. You know, seriously, as you, you could make a difference. Uh, we're living in a crazy world where student debt is highest it's ever been. Everything's expensive. You're almost speaking to a generation that can't afford to buy a house, which is crazy. So this is yeah. a, almost like a redemption story. Right. And so when you started this on a whim, as you say, it was almost on a bet. How did it grow? Or like, what? how did that evolve? Because now it's what, you have 80,000 people on it, correct? On this on this thread? The Reddit is actually not the main thing when we first started it. That was gifted to me by by a member of mm. our community. You know, until I started this thing, I actually wasn't on social media that much. But yeah, um, I think it grew kind of just organically, you know, obviously search and, 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 and coining the term and, and, you know, for a while, um, apply the path of like uh, spamming basically blind. <laughs> and, and then, of course, uh, Wall Street Journal picked up on it and then I reached out to one of the journalists there. And, and that was the first kind of front page weekend on the paper when the concept was out there. And so w when you say the Reddit isn't the main thing, what is the main thing? main thing is the Discord, actually, since originally from day one, people go on there. And how many people are in the Discord now? Uh, it's a little above 30,000. Right. And is it on there? What's the point of it? Is it basically to share tips, to kind of open people's eyes, to do a bit of everything, be like, oh, you can do this too? It's really built for me, Danny. Because um, if you're doing, you know, just like classic anything, right? Like I built it for me. I, I'm I'm the free paying member or non-paying member, and surround with people of of like mindedness. I think one thing when earlier, even before any of that got out to Wall Street Journal, etc., is uh, I get emails a lot from the website. Even in, in the beginning, it's like I've been doing this for 20 years. Hey, thanks, right. thanks for having this website and having a community around it. Um, I think people. It's just the human condition. It speaks to, I think, what, what's powerful about OE is just, it really dials down to what, what it means to be human. People like to share their successful watering holes with others. At, at least those that are in the growth mindset and want to pull others up. Yeah. And they were tired of doing it all by themselves in secret and can't tell anyone out of right. fear of just, you know, one, everyone coming to the same fishing hole and then, you know, yeah. you know the tragedy of the commons and just depleted the whole thing, which you get some of that element of that mindset on, on Reddit today. It was funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, are you talking about the guy who was like, please stop this? Yeah, Did shut it come, down. Shut it down. I'll give you 15 grand for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you realize it's the, called the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is hilarious, you know, because um, 
that's really uh, the origin story of what it was started. It was this, uh, I call it an inviting, you know, fire for people mm -hmm. to camp around, trade stories, even trade gigs. If they want to trade, they apply their uh, craft and, and share with each other where, where the rich, you know, fishing holes are. And it's just a hangout place. It's just a hangout place that was built for me originally. Right. And it, I mean, it's, it sounds like your case, there's no danger of burnout, but is it, are there burnout stories that you've come across where people are like, I just, you know, basically this wrecked me because I had three jobs and I was working 80 hours a week. Yeah. I was an investment banker once that wrecked me really. So right. I think people, I mean, this beautiful OE is you don't have one job, so you're not an investment in banking. So you can't really dial up and down, right? Banking is banking. Mm. <laughs> you can work yeah, these yeah, hours yeah, or you yeah. get fired. Yeah. Uh, Hyper competitive world. So I think the nice thing of having three, four, five, ten, we have to have ten jobs, uh, people in the community, uh, is you can dial up and down as it suits you. Right. Completely self-configurable, right? Right. It's all right, it's all right. up to you and how talented you are in terms of A, your 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 value that of what you bring to these companies and and then B is uh how you manage your time and what's important to you. You know, I think these single stud just, you know, super talented, shoot, you could you could make millions if you want to. Just you know, you have to accept that you're trading off time for money. Yeah. Is there a story or, or like a case of someone that most sticks out of like the most extreme, like somebody making, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have we have a lot of that. I think I think we have one that makes, I don't know, 100,000 a month. 100 grand a month. Yeah. Yeah. If you actually come to the, the private, I call it the dark side of the OE Discord, um, that's actually uh, even screenshots of how much money they go into their bank account. Wow. So, yeah. That, that's people, uh, whether they're running their own consulting firms, uh, that, that's the community's evolving to where everyone's their own solopreneur slash their own kind of IT consulting company, almost. And yeah, we have extreme stuff like, you know, I think the highest at one point was like 14, 15 jobs. And they got you know, practically like a server rack and multi-monitors, like a command center <laughs> of sort. And people, people run wild with it, right? Like, like I don't. I don't fault them for it. Uh, I think a lot of them do have these kind of extremes, right? They were really down and out and almost bankrupt mm. to where today they're making a million plus. It's extreme. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it really speaks yeah. to, you know, it makes for a good Hollywood movie about redemption, really. Do you think there's a limited time on this? Because like I said, I think in the email I initially sent out, like you have the economy slowing down. You have companies like Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg famously said last month, he's like, um, yeah, so we overhired and work's going to get harder here. And if a lot of you leave, then great, because we don't want you here effectively. And you have starting to have layoffs, economic slowdown, and even companies being like, you got to come back into work. You have to come back into the office. It feels like there is a sense that perhaps this pandemic, as you say, it kind of put the wind behind the sails of OE. Now it's like the wind is gone. And you're having to bring the boat back into shore because it's like we're kind of getting back to quote unquote normal life. I don't see it. Uh, if anything, traffic is an indicator of more interest in it. It's, mm. it's even gotten a little louder because it's it's kind of a it's kind of like a cycle, right? I think one macro trend is tech can never get enough talent. That's a belt tightening kind of BS narrative. I think again, it's like it's a kind of a different kind of firing, right? <laughs> you show yourself yeah. out the door. That's what they really, I think, saying if you're a talented engineer or, or individual in any profession you're in that is remotable, I think probably the supply will go up. It just depends. Depends on your little industries that you're in and, and your talent, right? Everyone has their own little tinier and tinier 
supply and demand curves, if you will. So definitely for some, it might be, you know, closing time. You can mm. think of, uh, you know, remote customer service rep, for example. And then, then the other extreme is, you know, hyper super talents, right? They're already OE, by the way. I don't know. You call it a founder of a company, a venture capitalist partner that's in multiple boards. This term has been around. No one has really coined a term. The concept of doing multiple job or multiple things to keep yourself intellectually engaged and spread your eggs and, and have different influences over many things. All the super talented uh, people are already doing this long, long before introducing this concept to the common. That's what I think is interesting because, you know, having been in the tech and business journalism world for a long time, you meet some people who are on, like, as you say, half a dozen boards and maybe also run a company or invest on the side, et cetera. So, but it's that quite, it's that idea of the quote unquote worker bee being like, well, I'm actually pretty good at what I do. And I bet you I could do this for more than one person or one more than one company at the same time. And especially with how software is assembled today, practically, right? Mm. So everyone has their own little specialization, if you will, right? In right. that assembly line, you know, again, not to say software is completely just it's like making a widget, definitely not. But you have a lot of specialists. So in, in that extreme, those that are there, I don't think this is going away. If anything, it's going to explode. And, and, and inflation, recession, layoffs will drive more people to self-help themselves, to OE, to self-protect themselves and their family. Right. Because it is really interesting because we have like record low unemployment, but also in record high job openings. So you would think in a way the conditions might be ripe for something like this. If yeah, that's you, aggregate, right? That's aggregate. Yeah. You know, it's hard, it's hard to really, you know, extrapolate yeah. out like everyone's uh, individual supply and demand curve. But I mean, if you're in an industry like a customer service rep, then I highly you know, would say encourage, move to a different supply and demand curve and, and upskill. Now's the time, you know, the party might be closing. Take all the money you can, pay down your debt, retool yourself and, and, and create a environment that is OEable in the unforeseeable future. Right, right. So based on where you are today, how long before you just ride off into the sunset and you go from OE to UE or what's a unemployed UE? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like retired. this concept of retired, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. It's, a, it's a 20th century concept, I believe. I'd probably spend more time making, you know, intellectual stuff, writing a book that I've long wanted to write. About this? Probably about this, but I have another book. Just it's more of a memoir and about you know I, I guess what made me the kind of person that would do this stuff like this, right. <laughs> which I I felt more foundation, more important, and even even as a parent, I started to think about what does this mean for my kids in terms of work, right? In the future, is current school system built in the last century still still valid? Well, I do think about that actually, because we have uh, we have these you know little school accounts for our we have two boys. And, you know, we put money into it every month because theoretically, you know, in 15 years time or 13 years time when our older one is 18, we're like, all right, now we have a chunk of money that you can use for your university education. But then you look at university education today and you're like, well, is that the best model? Yeah, like, the RI is questionable, right? At best. Yeah. Because uh, they themselves have, you know, mouths to feed and it's a whole, you know, I call it university complex system itself that just keeps building on itself, feeding you know, eventually the dam will break. I think something's got to give in the whole system. Right, right. If your kid 13 years from now, or even when they're 16, yeah. if they can code, they learn something like a specialized skill and they mm -hmm. can just get a contract 
at 16 doing something or an apprentice, let's just say to a master craftsman, somebody yeah. who was OE with five jobs. Why would he ever go to college if from day one he's making $200,000? It's fascinating. I, I, I do wonder where else this might apply, though, because it feels like this, you know, this kind of call it, quote unquote, the knowledge economy, coding, et cetera. That feels like it's relatively straight, not straightforward, but it feels like it's built for this in a way that a lot of other industries are not. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, tang I mean, coding is not easy by far. I hated it. Um, <laughs> I think there are others. Every single, this is called new businesses, hmm. right? Startups to mature, you know, pre-IP, life cycle of business. I think every business are basically operated with, you know, the core infrastructure of the internet behind it. So you don't have to code. You can do DevOps. You can configure yeah. stuff. Yeah. You can do cybersecurity, you know, watch stuff and other things that is not code related. That there's a whole big, you know, kind of below the tip of the iceberg to accounting, to finance, anything that makes business go kind of remotely. Well, the other interesting thing I just that occurs to me is that, you know, especially in journalism, I will say, there is a value to a certain degree of being in the office, being able to kind of bounce ideas off other people, especially when you're trying to do, get kind of things in a creative field in one way or another of that kind of establishing those human relationships and kind of building up cred with the people you need to build cred with, et cetera this kind of gets to like the very heart of what work is. Cause for a lot of people, it is their life. It's their social life. It's their identity. It's all of that. No, hundred percent. I think people should decouple that. I've been there. Oh, trust me. Uh, that's nothing more like thumb your chest. I'm an investment banker in my nice suit riding the subway. Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as wrap your identity into everything about, about you, it's not healthy to be quite frank. And you're more than just a one trick pony in terms of interest as a person, as a human being, you know, you do this podcast stuff, right? And you might get, you know, monetize it in different ways. And hence why I started this whole thing with everyone's a solopreneur for themselves. Yeah. In this brave new world. I want you to start thinking everyone's selling and everyone's marketing. And so if you can decouple yourself from your jobs, I think that allows you to be more creative. You live a healthier life. You allow yourself to draw boundaries where, where fits and suits you in, in the time of your life, right? We all go through the cycle and have kids and that takes up all your time. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> You're right. Like, man, let me see what you can do. Then you really have to bet, you know, talk about like, you know, I probably have five jobs. You count that. Look, I think that's a really good flavor, I think. And like I said, for me, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see, especially as this idea kind of becomes more socialized what companies do, if anything, to react or to try to kind of resist, because it feels like that's inevitable, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a tsunami coming, you know, like coming right at you. Mm. Uh, you can build a big wall or you can just let it through. I see my job is to drum up as big a tsunami as I can. So even if you build a wall, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll break through. And if you let it through, great, because I think as human beings, we should live a little better, you know? We're so much productive today. Like like from an economic standpoint, do we yeah. really need to work 40 hours? I, I question all that, you know, that, that matrix kind of system. Clearly. <laughs> you don't have to keep driving that stuff that people build for you if you don't like it. You know, get off the train and, and go do something else. And that was all the time we have. I want to thank Isaac for sharing uh, his experiences. I just find the whole thing totally fascinating. I um, hope you guys enjoyed it. 
And that's it for me this week. Be back next week with more good stuff for you all. In the meantime, I did write a big piece on the overemployed kind of phenomenon in last week's paper. So if you didn't check that out, do go to the website. Um, a lot of people seem to really like that one. So do check that out. I'm writing about a bunch of other stuff this weekend, which is still up in the air. So check that out too at thetimes.co.uk. Find me on Twitter at Danny Fortson. Email me danny.fortson at sunday-times.co.uk. That is it. Have a fabulous weekend. It's good to be back. Oh, and of course, a special shout out to Daisy, producer Daisy. We're back. We're up and running. Thank you for making this happen, as always. And we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>